What's up, guys? Lucas Still and Craig Meredith with Autism Athletes. Uh, in our last podcast episode, Craig sat down with Ethan Gavon of Keep Playing Baseball, and you guys discussed youth baseball, the shortcomings of the showcase era, uh, and kind of where that kind of leaves these kids once they get to high school and they're looking to play in college. Did you want to give a kind of a quick synopsis of that of that last episode really quick, or what kind of Ethan said? Yeah, I think uh, Ethan with Keep Playing Baseball has done a really good job of generating a lot of content and information for the general public for free that really addresses just what goes on in terms of the recruiting process, uh, in terms of the development process for, for young athletes. And I think they do a really good job of, of networking and communicating with, with people all across you know the industry. So uh, he's a great local resource for us here in Sacramento. Um, and I think they've been a brand that has really, really focused on supporting youth players yeah. right at, at its core um which i think ultimately is or should be all of our mission right is is what are we doing to to help the players um, i think the players have to be the priority um and if it's not then we need to do whatever we can to create opportunities and solutions for the players yeah he uh i think he mentioned in the last podcast too all the stuff on keep playing baseball is free yep um they've got player to player letters they've got resources they've got video tutorials on the recruiting process just stuff to help you along the way uh, to reach your goal um, so kind of things that he talked about were you know in this travel ball era these kids are playing pretty much every weekend from February through August September um, getting th you know three to five games in a weekend then they don't touch a baseball during the week um, they're going to showcase their talents or trying to you know throw as hard as they can or run as fast as they can, but they don't know the ins and outs of the actual game. What do you do with a guy on second and one out? What do you do when there's a ball to right center and you got to hit a cutoff man? Who is a cutoff man? Things like that. Um, so today, it's kind of dive into how we're kind of planning to attack that. Um, I'll kind of give you the floor to... Yeah, I think for us, it was, it was kind of a product of uh, just experiment. I think this fall with everything that was going on with COVID, mm -hmm. we had a lot of high school athletes who just didn't have any opportunities to go out and play. And it became evident to us that we needed to provide some sort of solution for them. So I think we took a little bit of a different uh, approach with that. Um, I think for us it was how do we make this on brand for OA and how do we make this development focused? Um, and it's funny, I, I know Ryan just mentioned it today, but I think we do an excellent job of of creating better athletes, right? right. Um, and I think for us, we're always taking a mindset of how do we improve. And I think we, we acknowledge that there's some shortcomings in terms of guys translating what they've built in the facility setting or in a training setting and translating that into gameplay. So I think for us, it was like, how do we create you know, an environment that helps us translate the gains that are made in the, in the mm -hmm. training facility onto the field? And right. for us, it was really just about reaching out to local coaches and getting that breadth of knowledge and information and, and years of coaching behind us to really let us take a step back and learn from them. So it was really, you know, inviting these local high school coaches out, inviting Derek Sullivan out from, from Sac City and really giving them the floor to teach the game and let us learn. So we were able to aggregate that data on the back end. We were able to train these guys in-house, but then provide an in-game solution for us. And I think it was 
kind of like a light bulb went off, right? Like, <clears throat> hey, we have to do more in terms of this development cycle to be more comprehensive. If we want to be a development house and we want to offer the most comprehensive development process for our athletes, then I think it became evident to us that we have to provide some sort of in-game solution. Um, right. We were able to do that you know, completely internally, which was cool for us. So we could really monitor and track that progress all the way through that kind of eight to 10 week cycle. Um, and then I think at the end of it, it just became evident to us again that we have to start younger, right? I think by the time guys get into high school, 15, 16, 17 years old, we should have already provided them with a solid foundation of understanding the game, right? Mm -hmm. And understanding how to train and understanding the value of development. So um, for us, we're in a unique opportunity um, that we can provide this stuff completely um, internally. encompassing and completely internally. I think there are organizations, especially here locally in Northern California, who do a good job of providing experiences uh, in terms of the travel ball scene. I think we're going to take kind of a, a different approach to that. Like you mentioned, starting really at kind of the age of 12, it, it seems like the baseball season for these kids is, is a six-month stretch now. Uh, what we're saying is, hey, you know, the travel ball scene does still have value. You can go out and, and experience these cool events. You can go play against some of the best players in your area or some of the best players domestically, which is, which is really cool. Um, but why aren't you kind of taking that six-month period and breaking that down and looking at it from a development standpoint in terms of, hey, I can take the first three months of this and really invest in myself getting better. Yeah. And then I can get it. And then I'm prepared for those last three months to go out and really show what I've built and really compete at a high level. So I think for us, I don't know if we'll ever offer a solution that goes out and plays kind of in that scene. Again, I think there's other entities that do a really good job of it. Um, but I think for us, it's becoming more and more apparent that, you know, we're obligated to, to translate this information to the community that, right. hey, you should be prioritizing development. And now instead of us just saying you should do it, now we can offer a kind of an alternative solution to do that. Yeah, I think, uh something that Ethan said last podcast I really liked was keeping the main goal the main goal, right? Yeah. And so none of these things exist independently of each other, right? We live in a world where there's multiple factors with everything. So if you don't train your tools and you go into a game, then your tools aren't going to be as good. You're not going to win as many games. If you just train the tools and then you don't have an idea of how to apply them in a game setting, then you're probably going to miss basic baseball things and still not win as many games. So if the main goal is to become a better baseball player, to win more games, to play as long as you can, you have to be able to train over here and learn how to apply those new training tools to a game situation. Um, so uh, yeah, um, you have to be able to train and then hopefully after four, six, eight weeks, now that these tools are better, you can then go use them in a comprehensive way in a game setting to help a team win. Um, which I think we're going to try to do here with a little 12-week program. Yeah. Um, if you want to kind of dive into yeah, how it's structured. Yeah, I think, you know, this alternative solution that we're, we're trying to provide is, is going to be a 12-week program. Um, there's going to be three weeks of train or three days a week of training in the gym, uh, supplemented by two weeks of on-field prep. So for the first four weeks, they'll be practicing on the field, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they'll have an individualized program built out for their training in-house. Then once we get to weeks um, 
5 through 12, it'll be gameplay. So game situation, um, scrimmage type scenarios mm -hmm. in those two days a week. Um, so it'll be a total of 16 games uh, with really a development focus. So we can go in, we're going to come in and assess them. We've got an unbelievable partner in Kime who allows us to run them through those physical and mobility assessments uh, and then use our talents to provide them with individualized hitting programs, arm care and velocity programs, mm -hmm. as well as uh, strength training programs. And then we'll sit down and, and work those into the individual's uh, practice routine. So again, right. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they'll have an individualized plan. When we take them out on the field, <clears throat> they'll be working with either current or former college or professional players. Uh, and it'll really just be kind of a step back from, hey, uh, you know, from a preparation and a mental standpoint, your focus has to be here in the gym. That changes a bit when they go out on the field, yeah. right? Um, it's more of a competitive mindset. Like you had mentioned, there is a priority on winning uh, and competing. So we're trying to kind of marry these two concepts of developing better athletes while simultaneously teaching guys the game. Yeah. So that's, I think, ultimately our goal is how do we do that in a 12-week cycle? to get them prepared for this summer when they are going to go out into these travel ball circuits and play right. in, these, in these games. I think uh, one thing, like some of the things that I really liked from the, the high school games that we did in the fall, yeah. uh, as you say, Mary, kind of like bridging the gap between training and playing. Like we've run the, not problems, but just sort of hurdles in the past where we're trying to train guys in the gym and then, you know, we'll have an idea of what they're doing outside the gym, but we're not there to watch them play. We don't know how many pitches their coaches throw them. We don't know if you know they're supposed to be in a velocity phase here, and then they go and play in a tournament because their coach called the night before and they need to go play. So being able to kind of control their training and then go into a game setting with us being out there and knowing, hey, you just threw a bullpen, you know, three days ago, so you're on a pitch count, and I don't care if there's a guy on second, it's a game-winning run. Like, although we're going to try to win, like we're still going to be able to be able to, hey, you're on a 30-pitch pitch count or whatever it is, um, to be able to train put a controlled environment in the gameplay to where we can control all aspects of their development. Um, which I think just coming from the same entity, the same person having eyes on you, they'll be able to have consistency, um, whether that's us or someone else. But you know, I think right now we're gonna probably be one of the few people doing this where we're training and playing, not just a travel ball team, not just a training facility. Um, and then yeah, the high school games in the fall, having these coaches, like you said, like Derek Sullivan or uh, you know, Johnny Susack, some top-level high school coaches in the area. Yeah, Jackson Watt. Jackson Watt. Tom the, Gallagher. All these guys. shout-out to those guys. Thank you. We yeah. appreciated your help this morning. Um, but having them walk throughout the field in a game, it's, an, it's a game, it's a scrimmage, so walk over to second base and just be like, hey, why don't you take two steps to the left? Or give them some sort of advice in an actual game setting, uh, which is tough to duplicate in a practice where it's not a game setting. Um, and then on top of that, like, We'll have rap soda, we'll have video. It's gonna be data-driven games. Yeah, so. yeah. I know I've, I think I mentioned this even in our uh, podcast with Ethan, and I know I'm wearing you guys out with it internally, but it became really obvious that there was definitely gaps in terms of understanding with, it, with our players uh, when we saw the high school kids this fall, right? Whether it's base running, whether it's situational awareness, whether it's having an approach at the plate that's conducive to the situation at hand. Pitch sequence. Pitch sequencing for pitchers. It just became obvious that there was really no fundamental understanding, right? There was differentiating opinions across the board. 
Um, and it just became apparent to us that kids aren't really getting in-depth coaching by the time that they're 15 or 16 years old, right? Which, again, right. If, if we're focused on development, then we have to prioritize gameplay, right, in some fashion. So I think, um, yeah, we can still offer these data-driven games, but we can simultaneously teach them how to play the game, right? Um, which I think is ultimately invaluable. Yeah. And kind of going back to what you know, I was saying with being able to control all aspects, if me or Ryan or another throwing trainer is there, say, with a pitcher in their bullpen on Wednesday, and like we're working on, say, a fastball up, curveball down combo pitch sequence, and then we're out there on their game on Saturday, we're going to be able to actually implement that and test that in a game setting um, to where it's not just, hey, we're going to go pass you off to some other coach who doesn't know what you were just working on for the last four weeks. Yep. So... All of that encompassing this, I think, is just, there's just a lot of upside. To kind of, I guess, just lay it out there and break it down, we have two 12-week programs, one for 12U and one for 14U. Correct. Uh, the initial tryout is going to be an assessment with kind of physical therapy, mobility assessment. Um, if you're a pitcher, you're going to get a wrap soda bullpen, so you get all your numbers on. Your spin efficiency, your spin rate, your vertical break, your H-break on all your pitches. Um, from the hitting side, you'll get a K-Vest uh, assessment and yep. blast motion. Yep. Um, and then in the first four to six weeks when they're in the gym a lot, they'll be able to use our tools. The hitters will be able to hit on the hit tracks, um, which gives you your exit velocity, your launch angle, shows you where the ball goes on the field. Uh, the, all, all of the players will be able to use our plyo balls and a throwing routine, and which will be uh, individualized for them from us on the throwing side, hitting side, and lifting side. Um, and then towards the end of the 12-week program is when we go out and we're going to play games, again, with all the, the rap soda and all that stuff out there and video. Um, so it's a lot. It's a lot in one program, but uh, I know I just kind of brushed over all of it. Did I miss anything? No, I just I think it's important for us to start providing alternative solutions, right? We can acknowledge the fallacies and the downfalls of what's going on uh, in the industry, but in, unless we're offering solutions, I don't think uh, we should spend too much time complaining, right? Like we're always yeah. looking for the new solution, or how do we, how do we as an entity of OA how are we going to be the ones to to go in and, and try to make players better? So I think for us, ultimately, it's, hey, we understand that these are long seasons, especially at the younger level. Why don't we kind of break these up and prioritize developing at the beginning and continue to do what you're doing traditionally in terms of going and playing yeah. in the summer? Go enjoy these cool experiences in other states or with these big tournaments. Go and play against better competition. Yeah, totally that, go play basketball. Yeah, or go play other sports, right? I think cross training and and becoming Being a kid <laughs> becoming an athlete is is more than important yeah. so um yeah again we're excited to to provide this um and starting yeah. next month yeah so the, it'll be a two-day trial like you mentioned uh it'll be february 19th and 20th please reach out to us if you haven't already um via email oatryout at gmail.com and uh, we look forward to seeing you guys if you guys have any further questions about these programs or what they encompass or anything at all, feel free to reach out. And besides that, until next time, thank you. Thank you.